Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunker podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 119. I'm recording this moments before I'm releasing it because I've fallen behind. I was, at one point, I was like three, four weeks ahead of time cr- cranking out episodes. Not any longer. Um, <laughs> right down to the wire with this one. Fourth of July weekend vacation and stuff. I just got a little bit behind. But that's okay. I'm still here. Still cranking one out. <laughs> Not the right... Not the right saying for that, cranking one out. <laughs> you know what I mean. This is episode 119 called The Whiskey War. And yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's about some cool stuff going on. Um, a war that you'll find is quite unique. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about a show I want you to check out. My recommendation segment is called The Bear. It's pretty cool. It's a show I started. Um, I just saw a couple advertisements for it. I saw the main actor on there. Here, I wrote his name down. Um, his name is Jeremy Allen White. He's He played Lip in Shameless, which I thought was pretty dope. I like Shameless. <clears throat> Fell off after a couple seasons, but the, undeniable, the first couple seasons are just amazing. And the actor who played Lip, I thought his acting was phenomenal. He seemed like a guy that only picks roles that really... Um, really matter, really ones that he would enjoy doing. So I saw him in it and I thought, great. And then I saw his co-host, his name his the actor's name is Eben Moss Backrack. <laughs> he played Desi from Girls and he also played, um, he was in the Netflix show, The Punisher. He played The Punisher's like IT guy. So, but I, I think he's a great actor, for, mainly from Girls. And so when I saw that these two were in it and I saw that it was a gritty Chicago restaurant drama comedy series I was in and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tease a little something here um because one of the I know at least one there might be more but at least one of the characters in this show is a world famous phenomenal chef like world famous real chef however I'm gonna let you guess who it is one of the actors is actually a world real world real chef and I'm pretty sure he helped um help the show writers and everything make the show feel as a genuine restaurant drama. And so you guess who it is. <laughs> I bet you won't guess. It took it took Shannon, I don't know how many guesses till she finally got it, but check it out. It's on Hulu. It is an FX show. Um, just to shine a light on the premise without giving too much away, uh, because the show does reveal things the exact right time um, that, you, that you should see it to enjoy the story. Here it is. Carmi is one of the world's greatest young chefs, but he is now stuck running his family's dinky little greasy sandwich shop like beef sandwich shop in a rough neighborhood in Chicago so he's used to making foie gras and other fun things on his plate now he has to make like beef sandwiches in a greasy old place with people talking with their Chicago accents and uh, his efforts to turn the shop into a respectable restaurant clash against the old traditions and people from his past it's uh, prime television it's written so well um, it's a very accurate portrayal of restaurant life. Not that I know too much. I was only a dishwasher about two weeks before I quit because I hated it. But yeah, it seems very realistic and gritty and good and really good actors and actresses in there. Now, for the main event, after you've gone and binged The Bear, um, that's what it's called. After you've binged The Bear on Hulu, um, I want you to listen to this, this main event here. We've talked about World War II on episode 15 titled Corporal Wojtek, episode number 69, The Icecraft Carrier, and episode 54, Silent Winged Flying Coffins. 
We've even talked about the Vietnam War with episode 52, Helmet Graffiti of the Vietnam War, and episode 82, Operation Wandering Souls. And I've talked all about all about all sorts of wars throughout the 118 previous episodes and over 30 hours of podcast content, but I've never talked about the Whiskey Wars. The fighting began in 1973 and just ended this year, 2022. And thank goodness this conflict has ended after nearly 50 years. Two bloodthirsty countries, Canada and Denmark, set out to make their claim on land they thought was rightfully theirs. JK, that's not at all how this war goes. (laughs) It isn't that kind of war. The whiskey war between Canada and Denmark was so tame uh, that no one died. No one even got hurt. I don't even think feelings were hurt throughout this entire war. And if they were, the Canadians would certainly have apologized for it. (laughs) This is about a peaceful land dispute that was handled with gentlemanly pranks and trade of a very specific good. So let's dive right on in. This is all about the Hans Island in the middle of the Kennedy Channel between Greenland and Elsmere Island. It is a barren and uninhabited it is a ma- has a maximum elevation of uh, 168 meters or 551 feet and has likely been part of Inuit hunting grounds since the 14th century. A theoretical line in the middle of the Kennedy Channel Strait goes through the island. Canada and Denmark could not come to terms on Hans Island in 1973 when a border treaty was signed, leaving a gap in the border description. So a little bit of gray area. While they negotiated, competing claims emerged over the tiny island. The war began after the countries convened to settle boundary disputes in the Nares Strait, a channel uh, that's about 22 miles wide of cold water separating Canada and Greenland, an autonomous territory of Denmark. So both Canada and Greenland sit about 18 kilometers away from Hans Island, allowing them to claim the rock under international law. I guess if something's within 18 kilometers... There you go. And in the end, they decided to settle the dispute at a later date. So basically, (laughs) two major countries over land dispute decided to just procrastinate the issue away (laughs) and never, um, you know, for almost half a century. (laughs) Successful or successive additions, expeditions from Ottawa and Copenhagen have braved icing conditions to plant bottles of alcohol on the tiny 1.2 square kilometers or 0.75 square mile rock so it's not even a square mile (laughs) so (laughs) they take these really really cold expeditions because up in the middle like right near the arctic circle right near the north pole (laughs) it's dangerous they go all the way up there and then just plant a a flag and put bury a bottle of of some kind of alcohol but in 1984 canada made a bold stake for ownership when it landed troops on the rock in 1984 canadian soldiers provoked denmark by planting its flag on the island and leaving a bottle of canadian whiskey Uh, so it says provoked in quotes here because provoking isn't that i mean you you lay a bot you lay a flag and a bottle i feel like if they didn't lay the bottle there was room for wiggle that they could say hey you did this as an act of such and such, and now we're going to escalate. But leaving the bottle of whiskey, if I saw that, I'd be like, we're good, bro. With the maple leaf flag waving in the Arctic wind and their delicious bottle of whiskey secured, these Canadian troops went back home to a country that could claim was now <laughs> 0.75 square kilometers larger. <laughs> More land underneath the Canadian, uh, Canadian flag. So the Danish Minister of Greenland Affairs came to the island himself that same year in 1984. 
uh, with the Danish flag, a bottle of cognac. Some sources say it was a bottle of fine Copenhagen Copenhagen schnapps, uh, whether cognac or schnapps. Is a bottle of good week, of good alcohol, and a letter stating "Welcome to the Danish island," or let me let's, we're gonna give this a try. Velkommen til den danskund. The two <laughs> the two countries proceeded to take turns planting their flags on the island and exchanging alcoholic beverages. It sounds like a great freaking time, and they didn't do this every other week. They did this after you know a couple years. The flags were folded properly and respectfully. So whenever they were taking down their enemy, their quote unquote enemy's flag, they didn't just let it drag on the ground. They didn't, you know, they didn't burn it or something like that. They respectfully folded it up. What they did with it after that, I'm not sure. They probably sent it back or kept it for safekeeping. There have also been Google ads used to promote their claims, despite the seriousness. It has all been done in friendly manner. So yeah, they had a series of Google ads. <laughs> There was a dude from Denmark saying. You know, he he took out ads, so you'd be like surfing the web. Ugh, such an old term, surfing the web. You're looking up stuff on Google, and all of a sudden it says, "You see this island? This belongs to Denmark." <laughs> Just so in case you knew, and people are like, "What? Why would I sign this petition to make sure it should belong to Denmark?" <laughs> and people are like, "I don't care. It's it's seriously a barren rock of limestone covered in like glacial uh, sediment, so it looks like a polished turd." <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> so no one cares. The Danish minister, the Danish minister's visit in 1984 officially set off the war, the quote-unquote war, and it's more like a prank war because at the time they did have expeditions that would go and check it out, but it's like this is costing us too much money. The 1984 when Canadians put their flag up, it was like okay, we settled it. Denmark was like,、mm, like. I get that this is a friendly thing, but you can't just claim it. So what we're gonna just put our flag and a bottle of schnapps on there,、um, and I like it. I think it's hilarious. I have pictures of the Danish prime minister、uh, from Greenland on there. I got pictures of the Canadians on there. It's hilarious. Many Canadians and Danes have taken part in this wonderful act of diplomacy over the decades, and I do think it is a wonderful act of diplomacy. I think. If aliens on、uh, up、uh, up in space were looking down on us, they would have tons and tons of things to criticize us about. However, if they watch this war, <laughs> they'd be like, "Damn, I want to get in a war with these humans," because all, <laughs> all they do is give each other schnapps <laughs> and whiskey. It's great. So I think that is cool.、Uh, they now describe the island as a sea of flight,、uh, slightly tattered flags and notices with like little letters and flags everywhere. <laughs> so I think it's pretty neat. Um, maybe there's some buried alcohol they never found. The only casualties were bottles of schnapps and whiskey, which I find hilarious. Both countries agreed on a process in 2005 to resolve the issue, which was finally settled in 2022.、Um, I so I'd heard of this whiskey war before. I Google things about it, memes about it. Like I, <laughs> a lot of people look at. Just comedy memes. I look at history memes,、uh, but I saw a history meme about this, and I was like, "No way!" I looked into it. Oh, cool! And I thought, "Ah,、eh, there's not much to it to do a podcast." Until I was driving to the gym the other day,、uh, and I heard on local classical music channel that the BBC was reporting that this had finally been resolved.、And、I thought, "No way! They finally resolved it." I was a little sad, you know,、um, but I said, "Okay, if they resolved it, maybe I'll make a really short episode on it." Now officials have agreed to divide the outpost roughly in half along a natural cleft in the rock of the island, which is good. If you use natural borders instead of like, hey, let's just cut it along this imaginary line,、um, using natural borders does help a lot. If you have a stream or if you have some kind of cliff or something like that, that 
that is better. Uh, the moment this deal was signed, Canada and Denmark, excuse me, Canada and Denmark had established the world's longest maritime border at 3,882 kilometers. I'm sorry, I'm hiccuping, and I'm not going to re-record this. They're silent hiccups, but I promise you, I'm hiccuping. So they now have the longest maritime border. As soon as they they settled this for the longest time, it was you know almost 50 years. It was a dispute. So technically, they didn't share a border. Technically, they were at war with each other. <laughs> but but as soon as they were like just signed a piece of paper, they're like, cool, all good to go. This minor border dispute is often considered humorous between the two nations, with residents displaying their humor. So, I, which I find funny, despite the serious official nature of the matter, it was a border dispute, which could has turned into huge wars in the past. Uh, despite how uh, how serious this could be. The manner in which the conflict was prosecuted was lighthearted, demonstrated by the length of time taken to settle the dispute, if nothing else, and the alcohol. Uh, both nations are in friendly terms and are also founding members of NATO. Virtually no significant change aside from total land area of the two nations has been made. So that was the it's the greatest war in history, and I got tons of good pictures, maps where this island is, how they how they divvied it up. But the thing is, they can't do it. That's the thing. Let's say. This island had had oil on it. That's a different story. Let's say this this island had I don't know anything of value. That's a different story. It is a good good stepping stone to diplomacy and what we as humans can do and how kind we can be to each other when settling disputes. But it wasn't a very hard test because this is just it's not even I mean you could call it an island. It's more like a big ass rock in the middle of the ocean. So I'm glad that they were able to 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 resolve this peacefully. But it wasn't hard to do because it's useless. And if anything, it cost. It took so long because it cost them money to to go out there and do this.、Um, whereas if it was a cheap thing or if it made them money, it'd be different. There probably would be some actual disputes. However, it is Canada and Denmark, so it probably wouldn't have been a full out war. But、um, I don't know. But anyway, anyway, it, it's still on, overall. It wasn't a hard test for them to pass, but they passed it. When it comes to diplomacy, and wonderful, it's one of the greatest acts of diplomacy ever. Honestly, like I said, I'm sad that this war is over. I would have been happy for this to continue indefinitely. Probably one of the only wars I'd be happy for this continue indefinitely,、um, just because how lighthearted it was. And it basically was. It literally was a meme again、uh, amongst us history buffs here. But that's all I have for you this week.、Um, not much going on. I'm gonna have to write my next podcast some other time, and this one's a little late because I'm recording it like moments before I publish it. So thanks for listening, Hootie Thunkers, and tune in next week. I'll catch you later.